Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome sales and marketing fans, aficionados, and admirers, and whatever else you want to say, to Making Sales Social Live, brought to you by Social Sales Link. I'm Bob Woods, the LinkedIn Sherpa, and I'm joined, as always, by fellow LinkedIn and social selling professional, aka the LinkedIn Whisperer, Bryn Tillman. How you doing, Bryn? I'm great, Bob. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week, Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. So let's get right into things because so many people out there have so many questions about LinkedIn's algorithm. And guess what? We do too. So, yes, right. <laughs> so, I mean, questions like, does ringing the bell, which we'll explain what that is in a second, really have an impact on who sees your content? Also, do those Facebook style posts that are like uh, fingers or uh, fingernails on a blackboard to me still work? And how long do your posts have to be? All of that and much, much more. Well, our friend Richard Vanderblom recently came out with an update to his always excellent research on, on the LinkedIn algorithm. So we're going to highlight some of the things in the updated report today. But if you want his full report... Just go to socialsaleslink.com slash algo, socialsaleslink.com slash algo. That will just redirect you to his post that has the report attached to it. And we can't give you the URL to the post itself because it's got a bunch of numbers and it's just impossible to follow. Well, so socialsaleslink.com slash algo. Yep, and if you're with us here. live right now and you can see us, it's actually at the bottom of, of your screen, the bottom left of your screen there. So uh, let's just get right into the details of the report. So the first thing that I want to highlight is notifications. And when I say this, it's like the number of notifications that you are actually receiving are down, according to Richard. So we don't have a lot of details on this, but generally speaking, LinkedIn is sending fewer notification alerts to avoid overwhelming you. And I don't know if you're like me and Bryn, but we get a lot of notifications and we, I mean, I've noticed a drop. Have, have you Bryn? I have um, in notifications, but you know, the other thing outside of this report is they broke out new jobs, birthday, like celebrations yeah. it to be under the networking tab. I think People were really being overwhelmed by the number of notifications that were coming in. I, however, think they handled it wrong. So <laughs> we'll get into the ring the yeah. bell. That's something you mentioned. But essentially, I believe that if you want us to leverage LinkedIn appropriate for us, we should be able to decide who and what we want to see content from. And one of the reasons I fell in love with Ring the Bell, let's start there, is because I, I would be able to control the content I'm seeing. But talk to us a little bit about what Richard discovered about. Yes. So that actually gets back a little bit to a point. Let me just touch on really, 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 really briefly. So LinkedIn says it's only going to focus on the best 
uh, notifications. Unfortunately, we don't know what criteria LinkedIn is even using to determine what is mm. the best. So that rolls into what Bryn was saying and what I was going to say next about the whole ring the bell concept, which if you don't know what this is, you can go to someone's profile and then and in the um in the upper box section that has all the uh, details and their info and everything else, there's a little bell symbol on, on the upper right, just below their banner that you can click on and ring their bell. What was promised when this all started was that when you rang someone's bell, their content would then start appearing in your notifications when they published and you would get notified. However, Richard has found so that only 60% of posts that should be alerted to what LinkedIn promised us originally, only 60% are now actually getting notifications, which I'm not saying that they're breaking their lie, but they're definitely, I, there's some shenanigans going on with this that I don't necessarily like. Now, there is one thing, and I don't know if you've seen this, Brendan. I don't know if this is a slow rollout or if everyone has access to this at once. So on desktop, when you ring the bell, it's an all or nothing thing. When you ring the bell on on mobile, you get the opportunity to select. And I've got all or yeah, 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 yeah. I've got the screen grab here. I just need to bring it up on my phone. Yeah. So either all posts. Why is this not working? All posts or top posts. So, right. you know, again, if you want, how are post, they determining that? Yeah, exactly. How are right. they determining what a top post is? I mean, there's just, you're trying to take control of the content that you're seeing and LinkedIn isn't really letting you do that. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. I, I wish we had a solution. Richard, Richard does suggest something that I'm, I'm not real crazy about. Well, it's what it's we used to teach. Than nothing though. Yeah. Yeah, it's what we use to teach. So in other words, yeah. Yeah. So why don't you describe that really quick, Brent, about how people can can do this? Yeah. So this was we, you know, before we rang the bell, we used to teach create a folder in your bookmarks under um people that you want to engage with. Then what you do is you go to their profile, you click on activity and you click on posts, and you'll notice it has its own URL at the top that is unique. So if I wanted to follow Richard's posts, I would go to Richard's profile, activity posts. And then at the top, then I would then um, click on the star if I'm in Chrome or Edge and then name the bookmark as Ri Richard VDB is how I would write, right? So Richard yeah. VDB posts. And then all, I, I would have a bookmark that had maybe 50 or 60 people um, that I wanted to stay in front of. And because I didn't just bookmark the profile, but the actual link where the posts were, I could quickly open those up and take a look at those posts. Now, here's one of the negatives. If you do that in bookmarks and you open up more than 10 at a time, LinkedIn thinks it's automated suspicious activity. So you have to be careful that you're not bookmarking a ton and then going to bookmarks and saying open all, right? Because right. get yourself into a little bit of trouble. That's one of the reasons I loved the um, opportunity to ring a bell.
Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So, and then the other disadvantage is obviously the way it was supposed to work when you rang the bell and someone published new content, it would appear automatically the way that we're telling you to do it with the bookmarks. You have to check all the time because you're not going to get alerted to that. So, so that's another disadvantage. I mean, this is what we've just suggested is definitely a workaround. It's not a great workaround, but it's like the only workaround that's there. So you know, take that, we, that for yeah, that we can think for, of right now. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, and that's without getting into scripting or, you know, anything like that that might break um LinkedIn's uh um terms of service or whatever. So, you know, we just deal with it the the best we can and we bring you these details when we know about them and hopefully give you some strategies to get around it to the best that we can. But yeah. you know. Sometimes it is what it is. So now there is also, as soon as I bring it up, um, we used to say that that first couple of hours to the first day of when you post is the most important time to like do engagement and things like that. So nowadays, it seems like that there's less of an emphasis on immediate, on that immediate distribution, it's still there. Don't get us wrong. But now there's a bit more of a long tail effect there, if you don't mind me using an OG internet term there. So in the past, uh, posts would be like 70% of views would come in the first day, 20% in the second day, and 5% in the third day. Uh, their research now shows that the first day is now down to 55% views. Second day is up to 30% views mm -hmm. and third day is even up a little bit to 10% views, which I have noticed this in my own post too. It seems like that there are now more people than before coming in on that second day. So that huge rush that you, that you needed to before it's still there. It's just, it's not as important as it used to be. Correct. That's exactly right. And I don't want everyone out there thinking that this change in algorithm is going to have a huge impact on social selling, right? right? There are some folks that are out there that live and die by algorithm, influencers, people that, yep. you know, they post and they get hundreds, if not thousands of views because they've built their world around the algorithm. We love the algorithm and understanding it, but recognize unless you're a huge influencer, the algorithm is less important than your outbound. So for example, from a social selling perspective, let's say, you know, we want to leverage a piece of content to start conversations. So yes, we care, we get it out there, we want people to see it, but there's a little paper airplane where almost everything I do, I send a message and you can send up to 50 people blind copied asking for engagement in one way or another, mostly asking for their perspective, not mm -hmm. really, hey, can you like and comment? But, you know, Bob, as a social media guru or Sherpa, I'm wondering if you would be open to sharing your perspective in comments. I think it would be very valuable for my network. I can't say Bob, right, on this, if I'm blind copying 50 people, but I can say as a valued marketer in my network, I would love your perspective on this because I think it could bring great value to the readers. And then you can pick 50 people and in under two minutes, we can get it in front of them. Now, it when they start engaging, I don't care what the algorithm looks like, 
that matters significantly more than whatever the organic algorithm may be. Yep. Would you agree on with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so so what I just mentioned does obviously apply to the organic type of thing. So in other words, if you're on like um Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Twitter or TikTok, think of what I just said is more along the lines of being in the for you section. And, but what, um, but what Bryn just mentioned, obviously as, as social sellers is definitely what we want to do. We need to be proactive with our content. So absolutely. 100%. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, no, that was, that was hugely important. So, um, the, the, the next two things are actually really brief ones. So we're going to hit these really quick. Um, shorter text posts are now starting to get more impact because dwell time and the impact of that on the algorithm is actually decreasing. So if you're like me once upon a time, um, I felt like that I purposely had to write long because of the dwell time. So now you don't need to do that nearly as much because uh, from what Richard's research says, those shorter posts are now holding their own against the longer ones in terms of the algorithm. So that's, that is good news. I think I, yeah. I, I like yes. And yes. And yeah. So it's good news for those of us that don't want to write a lot, but the right. idea of dwell time, I love the more mm-hmm. people hang out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. You don't have to have a ton of stuff. Right. Yeah. A ton of copy. You don't need the ton of copy. You right. No matter how short it is, you still need to, uh, to provide value. You still need to provide insight. You still need to provide thought leadership. You just don't need to worry about hitting 15 to 1800 characters in it. And fillers, right? Like And fillers. Yeah. And filler too. Yeah, absolutely. You can make your point in a shorter amount of characters and spaces and still have impact. And I think that that's probably the big takeaway here because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, impact usually happens in a shorter amount of text anyhow to start with. And then dwell time will end up happening. If you start getting comments and things like that, people are going to start reading those and that kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. But I don't know how much dwell time has been affected. So yeah, like, does the the see more button give you algorithm? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of that, I believe he hasn't contradicted it. And that has shown up in previous research that 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 hitting Seymour does does increase dwell time. I'm I'm guessing that dwell time hasn't gone away just from what I'm reading into the report here. It's just it's not as important as it used to be if the value is there. That's what I kind of take away from it. I love that. So one of the things that I read, and I don't know if it's in that report or in a, a more recent post that Richard put out because I was doing my research for this. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. yeah I read a little bit of it. So, I read a little bit of it, but I'm going to let you take the lead on it because I don't have it in front of me right now. So one of the things is the impact of followers that engage with your content outperforms that of a connection. So if some if you're oh, yeah. in creator mode and you're building your followers, if a follower engages, that's worth more than a connection by 20%. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's very interesting. And that's probably one of those cases where where if you have a lot of followers, but you don't really know who they are, you should probably start going through your follower list and see if you can actually convert some of them to, to connections. Because if they're no, engaging not in this case, well, no, no, no. What I'm saying, though, is no, you're right just in terms of that. But I'm saying if these people are having conversations with you within and, and within others within a post, that's probably a good time to actually convert them to a connection and then see if they're interested in furthering the, the relationship with you. 100% from social selling, from a social, yeah, social selling, selling standpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking there. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, from, but from an algorithm perspective, yeah, algorithm it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you have to decide, pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes that's, that's, that's kind of a difficult decision, but I think that most people who are experienced enough in sales are, are, are going to be able to distinguish whether they want to keep someone as a follower or, or if they want to take that next step and, and try to get a connection out of it. Yeah. And this one is easy. This one's interesting. If you have a post that does exceptionally well, your next one will too. Yep. It, there's 60% reach in the first hour of the second post, 60% yep. up. So LinkedIn is like, Hey, you must've given value before this one will too. Yep. So then on the, on the, well, not on the flip side, let's just treat that as a separate point. Um, so uh, going back to his report of document and PDF posts. So the ones where they get put into the carousel on, on LinkedIn, um, you should go shorter on those, which we've always talked about. Anyhow, they, they shouldn't be, you know, war and peace online, but he actually has a, an interesting stat in that posts with more than 20 slides are taking a hit performance wise, and we're talking a 30% hit. So it's pretty mm -hmm. significant. So, uh, brevity and conciseness while obviously still promoting, uh, value, um, doing something that's valuable, promoting thought leadership, all that stuff. If you could do that within, you know, we try to get in with, within what, like anywhere from eight to 12 pages, Brent, or something like that. I mean, really concise yeah. yet good stuff. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I mean, we did, well, like we did a 21 tenants, but then we did three on a page. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. Cause we do, we do want to get that, um, that push. You know, the other thing which is interesting is I and you statements. So um, Corporate Visions did a study about you messaging maybe five, six years ago. Could be something around it's, that. I can't remember. It's it's a little about, bio about. Yeah. And how you messaging really, really resonates yeah. with the reader. The interesting thing is. Richard says, use I and you. And I think I is a tough one, especially because if you start with I, it, yeah. it's about you instead you. of about your reader. But I think if you're starting with you messaging and you can see, you know, I've observed, I almost feel like we've observed unless yeah. you might be softer. I just, when I see I, 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 I think that it's all about them. Yeah, I agree. But, the you messaging makes a lot of sense instead of, you know, it, it, instead of if people do this, if you do this, mm -hmm. 
I tend to not use the use mess the you messaging, but it really is very effective. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And speaking of I, 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 me, 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 that kind of gets into our next point, um, which is selfie or Facebook style content. So the stuff that used to be really good during the pandemic, where you're just talking about yourself and not really adding anything to it, that's actually down. And it's funny because I just did a family reunion this weekend. And at my family reunion, a couple of people who know what I do, they talk to me about this type of content. And they're like, man, I hate seeing that stuff on Facebook. And I let them know what we're going to tell you now. So um, I've always said that this kind of thing is okay, but only if you bring, you know, value, expertise, and thought leadership in that content as well. So if you're going to take a selfie in front of something, make sure that there's value in the text part of the actual post. Don't make it just about being you in the post, you know, that Facebook, Instagram type of thing. And if you could incorporate even more into the photo of yourself that relates to it, all that stuff is actually good. And that's, and that's born out in the algorithm too, in that the algorithm does recognize when, um, when there is that good quality thought leadership building content in the post, and it will promote that type of selfie quote unquote air quote post but if you're just doing selfies in a facebook ig style the the algorithm definitely is not liking that so what about ussies so i just want to put out so i have i have lots of ussies with adam because now linkedin i've been there twice in the last month and adam has been there but and so you know i haven't posted a lot a few, I think a few maybe I've engaged on yeah. a lot, but the idea is when, you know, it might be lessons learned at the headquarters or something to your point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like what I, here's yep. three 100%. things I learned about LinkedIn that I didn't know before. Right. And then, so I love yeah. that you're really adding value. Right. Um, yeah. 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 So it's definitely not about the photos anymore. It's more about the content that goes along with the photos, I think is probably the simplest way to put that. Now, Rodney says there are ways to use I to focus on the audience. So if you have an example, Rodney, I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah. Love to see it. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd, I'd love to see that. So yeah. um, one other section that uh, that is in the report that we're not going to get into here just because I read it and it's like, I don't know how to do this with saying it rather than just reading it. So you're just going to have to read it, uh, getting into connections and followers and how that gets handled by the algorithm. So you can get details on that and about everything that we discussed by going to socialsaleslink.com slash algo, A-L-G-O. That will refer you to Richard's original post that has the entire report that we are referring to directly within that. So we've still got some things coming in about selfies. Uh, What does Adam have to say there, Brent? That's good. So any selfies, in my humble opinion, should Mm -hmm. be associated with how you can help educate or entertain the customer according to your niche and addressing their challenges. So I love this. I would make one tweak. Instead of saying should be associated with how you can help, should actually be helping. Have value right in that growth, right. actually educate, actually entertain, actually right. share insights versus, and I think Adam, we're probably on the same page on this, but versus saying we help people do this, actually help them bring value. 
But I think yeah, you show them how to do it. Stop talking about how you help people and just help people. And that's a phrase that I say all the time. I wasn't saying that uh, directly to Adam, but I mean, everyone should be doing this. Stop talking about how you help people and just help people. Cool. Cool. So, uh, so great. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you for joining us on Making Sales Social Live. If you're with us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter right now, we do this every week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions. Now, if you're listening to us recorded on our podcast, be sure to subscribe or follow us. And if you'd like more info on our podcast, go to socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. We do two shows weekly. We do this one and our Making Sales Social interview series, where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and many, many more areas that we love and we we're pretty sure that y'all love to. So when you are out and about this week, be sure to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.